Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. Before we get into my latest interview, I wanted to take just a quick moment to ask for your help. If you're a writer or a passionate reader and you find value in these podcast interviews with writers and authors, I would just ask that you share the podcast with two of your friends. Let them know about the many interviews available at the Reading and Writing Podcast. Thanks for your help and stay tuned for my interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Elsa Hart, author of the novel The Cabinets of Barnaby, Maine. Elsa, Elsa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, The Cabinets of Barnaby, Maine, how would you describe the novel? Well, the novel is a historical mystery that is set in London in the year 1703. Um, and it's set in this community of collectors who were creating these huge, essentially early museums of, of objects brought from all over the world. And it was this obsessive kind of crazy community. And uh, the detective is a, a woman who visits one of these collectors uh, to look at the plants that he has in his collection. And during her visit, that collector is, is murdered um, and she investigates well, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to writing the cabinets of Barnaby, Maine? It yes. So it began a long time ago, actually, with uh, with the first books I wrote, which were historical mysteries set in China in the same time period. And one thing I didn't know about writing before I started was that <laughs> with each with each book you write, you kind of create this whole like increasing world of ghosts of these characters who you put into books and then they kind of get squeezed out as the books get, get written. Cause there's, <laughs> there's so much less space in a book than, um, than I thought there was. Um, so from those early books, there was a character who was modeled on a, a Scottish ship's surgeon named James Cunningham who traveled to China. Uh, and I think in 1696, or at least that's when he started planning it. And when he was going to go there, he got these instructions from collectors telling him what they wanted him to try to send back during his travels. Um, and the, that character didn't really end up playing a role in, in those, those first books. But I always wanted to explore that world and, and those objects and kind of follow them back to London and enter the community of collectors who were waiting for them there. And so that's what I ended up doing with uh, the cabinets of Barnaby, Maine. And how much research did you do about the early years of botany when you were working on this? I did a lot. I mean, I, I had done a lot of research that I hadn't used for earlier books, and then I, I supplemented it as I, as I developed the story. You know, on the, the spectrum of historical fiction, my books are much more on the fiction end. There are um, basically, except for mention of kings and queens, none of the characters in my books are are actual historical figures. So so my research is really about creating kind of an authentic, full feeling world that you can step into, um, but but doesn't require the sort of years and years of rigorous research that one of the uh, historical fiction that's really trying to be as close as possible to to truth would require. Sure. Are you planning to write more novels about the character Cicely Kay? 
I have I have one all plotted out that that continues her story back to the north of England, which is where where she grew up. Um, but <laughs> the past I guess, year and a half have just um, thrown me into such different places emotionally and intellectually. <laughs> I've sort of been working on a bunch of other things, other projects at the same time, and and kind of feeling my way through different genres. So I don't know exactly which one is going to, is going to happen next, but, but uh, there are a couple of things in the works. And I'm assuming you're referring to kind of the, the last 18 months or so of the pandemic. How has that impacted you creatively? Hugely, you know, I, my circumstances haven't changed as much as so many people's have because I was working from home um, and in a pretty isolated way before the <laughs> pandemic. Um, and, and I don't have children, so I haven't had that that really difficult transition to to having um, having the household change that much, uh, uh, although my husband now works from home as well. But I think I just I, I just have been in a space where my imagination just feels different, both in my writing and and my reading i'm just i'm all sorts of books that i would normally turn to for comfort reading just kind of weren't doing it for me when the um pandemic started and i've started reading other kinds of books all of which you know there's such a there's so much positive to say about that but i'm really not quite sure where i am mentally (laughs) i'm sure you're not the only one yeah so what was your original writing journey that led you to writing and publish and getting your first novel published Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was unexpected. I, I really, I was not, am not one of the people who knew from a young age that I wanted to be a writer or even did any fiction writing, really. Um, I always loved to read mysteries and I read them very obsessively with a lot of, I mean, when I was, you know, in elementary school, I was reading Nancy Drew novels and like taking notes on them so that I could, you know, fairly try to guess who who the uh, <laughs> culprit would turn out to be. Um, but actually starting to write didn't happen until, so I, I went to law school. And then once I graduated, um, instead of taking the bar and becoming a lawyer, I went to China for three years um, with my husband, who's a, a botanist, and he was studying plants high in the mountain, rhododendrons high in the mountains of, of Yunnan province. Um, and it was while I was there that I and I still think high altitude had a lot to do with it. <laughs> I was doing a lot of, you know, hiking really at high altitude, not sleeping very much, uh, rereading or listening to a lot of Agatha Christie books uh, as sort of comfort listening when I when I couldn't sleep at night on the mountain, and just kind of started developing an idea for a story and took 
the kind of unique opportunity of of being where I was to write it. And then when we came back to the U.S., uh, looked into getting it published, and that ended up happening, which was awesome. So what was the writing process for you with The Cabinets of Barnaby, Maine? Are you someone who does an extensive outline, or do you just kind of think about it and then jump into the narrative? What What's kind of your process? I'm a, a obsessive controlling outliner. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I sort of didn't know that there was another option before I started meeting other other writers and particularly for writing mysteries. Um, I remember uh, learning from from Donna Leone that she's able to like start a mystery novel without knowing who the killer is going to be until she you know figures it out by the end. And I just, I can't imagine because um, for me, I really have to have, it almost feels like building a a logic puzzle that's kind of the bones, the the skeleton of the of the story, and then once that's all completely set, only then do I start trying to to write nice sentences. What writing advice would you offer for those who might be working on their own stories and novels? Oh, so much, <laughs> mostly to <laughs> um, uh, all the things I've learned. Uh, as I said before, the realization that. Uh, that there's less space in a, a book than than you think there is, that probably when you start out, you're going to realize you have enough in your head for a lot of books, which is a great realization. Um, I think uh, celebrate taking the time to celebrate small successes and and victories is really important because it it can be a lonely place to be in your own head and, and constructing a story. So, you know, not just waiting for that, you know, grand moment of, you know, publication day, or although that is a really, really special time, but, you know, when you write a sentence that you're proud of, just kind of stick with that feeling for a minute, or, or when you have a day where you wrote a bunch of sentences you're proud of, um, yeah, let yourself be in that. Cause that's really sustaining, um, over the long, over the long term. Um, and then I think also just accepting that, for almost every writer, um, very much including myself, it takes a lot of drafts um, to get to a finished product, and it's okay to write really ugly stuff as you're as you're working through your ideas and 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 getting to where you want to be at the end. And you know, let yourself let yourself do that. It's 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 okay, and you'll get there. That's good. Well, what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I, you've caught me in the, the 24 hours between books. I always try to give myself <laughs> like one day when I finish a book before like snatching up the next one. It kind of reminds me of sometimes at the end of like an exercise class where you're supposed to just lie down and like <laughs> let, let the, let, let your, the, what you've gained settle into your body. Um, so I'm, I've just finished a book called Lolly Willows by Sylvia Townsend Warner. Um, it's an old book. I think it was, it was published in the 1920s and it is, it was wonderful. It's um, if you're in a Halloween mood, uh, it is appropriate for that. And it's very much oh, about a woman who feels trapped in her circumstances and finds a really unexpected way, way out. Um, and it's, it's a cheerful, ultimately a, uplifting book. So I very much recommend it. And I think next up is going to be a book called Wild Seed by Octavia Butler. I've been reading a lot of um, science fiction and fantasy lately. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? 
Uh, so my website is uh, elsaheart.com and I'm I'm not very active on social media, but I do have an, an Instagram page um, that is a, a small happy place where I try to just post, you know, pictures of, of things that I enjoy or that remind me of stories that I enjoy. And I'm always really happy to interact with readers there. It's uh, my um, name on Instagram is just Elsa Hart. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Elsa Hart, author of the novel, The Cabinets of Barnaby, Maine. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Elsa, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Great. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.